Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today's guest is returning champ, JJ Flazanes. JJ is an empowerment strategist and the host of several podcasts, including People's Choice Award nominee, Spirit, Purpose, and Energy. So we're covering a lot today, but think of it as the emotional and spiritual component to your physical healing. So if you'll remember with Dr. Patrick Vickers that we did the two-part series with in January, we talked about the science of how to alkalize the body to bring it back into homeostasis and how juicing and eating a plant-based diet and adding in the right supplements and doing detox protocols can help heal our bodies physically. But We cannot forget the emotional and spiritual components of health, and that is where JJ comes in. JJ is an expert in a lot of things, one of them being the law of attraction. The law of attraction is based on the principle that like attracts like. And the law of attraction is based on quantum physics and is as real as the law of gravity. Here's the kicker. The law of attraction works whether you believe in it or not. So (laughs) might as well believe in it and try to use it to your advantage. Am I right? So we're going to talk about how to attract what you desire. And JJ says, the reason that you want what it is that you want is because you believe you'll feel better when you get it. However, think about this. That very thought is actually the thing that is holding you back from having it. We're going to talk about this. Don't worry. The secret to the law of attraction is to feel it first. Then once you feel it, you are in the vibrational place to receive it. So by practicing getting into the feeling of having what you want on a regular basis, you can begin to attract it to you. Or in other words, you can begin to vibrate at the same frequency as it is. So don't worry, we're going to deep dive into the law of attraction, how to manifest, how to do a daily rampage of appreciation, why traditional talk therapy may be ineffective, and what you can do instead. And stay tuned till the end where I ask JJ to take us through the process of how she manifested her dream home in Ojai, California. And for anyone listening who wants to take the next step with JJ, mark your calendar. She's got a free event Wednesday, February 23rd. That's at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's a free workshop, and it is three reasons why talk therapy is ineffective and what you can do instead to heal your trauma and manifest your dream life. And don't worry, the secrets to manifesting will be discussed. So you can sign up for that at foodhealsnation.com slash therapy. All right, next up, my interview with JJ. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right, please welcome my friend JJ Flazanes back to the show. Welcome, JJ. 
Thanks, Allie. It's been a while, but I'm excited to be back. I know. You were on the show so many times, I think maybe the first two years, but now it's been a while. So for new listeners, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yikes. And how much time do we have? Um, uh, <laughs> we go all day, girl. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, okay, a little bit about who I am and what I do. Well, I'm a podcaster, a fellow podcaster like Ali. I have uh, several shows. I'd say my flagship show is called Spirit, Purpose, and Energy. I am a personal trainer turned life coach turned sort of emotional like coach guru in like in a way. I'm really sort of walking the walk and talking the talk. I've created a certification. I've got help. I'm now sort of the referred to person. I know you had mentioned sort of before we got started that uh, the the episodes that have kind of been recent for you are about cancer and physical healing. And I'm actually I, I'm working with about a hundred different cancer doctors now. Uh, in terms of being one of their vetted resources for cancer patients to deal with their emotions. So I've just been on this journey of self-growth and healing from all aspects, mind, body, and spirit, uh, from law of attraction. Definitely am an expert in law of attraction in terms of teaching it and guiding people through some of the misconceptions about it. And that's where spirit, purpose, and energy comes in. But I did start out as a personal trainer, got a lot of background in science, in all of those sciences, and started out with Fit to Love. That's how you and I met when I wrote Fit to Love and I started the podcast. And then since then, I've written another book, Invisible Fitness Formula, Five Secrets to Release Weight and End Body Shame. And I'm working on the fourth book right now that'll be out by the end of the year that is about all of this sort of emotional processing stuff. Well, congratulations on the fourth book. I'm so excited for you. And yes, you are the queen of all trades, right? Like you just do it all. And I love that. Well, I do. You know, it's all connected. And and I know you know that. And that's where you and I connect is that it's not just about one thing. I mean, Food Heal started out as food, but you talk about all kinds of things because it's all kinds of things need to be addressed in health and in healing. And I mean, even last night, Doug and I, by the way, he says, hello, uh, Hi, my Doug. partner, who's also a podcaster <laughs> and a podcast production, has a podcast production company. We were recording an episode for some of his shows. And, you know, even after coaching podcasters, it's the same thing. I realized after a few years of working with podcasters, that it still comes down to the reason why you're not successful has nothing to do with the tricks or the, strategy even of your show. It has to do with the personal blocks, it has to do with the emotional relationship to taking risks or putting yourself out there or getting criticism or having compassion for yourself and others. And so it, it ends up that I go, yeah, I can't do that either. Uh, if, if someone's not willing to look at the whole picture, I'm not interested because at the end of the day, every doctor I've worked with, especially really high up doctors, let's say like Dr. Christian Northrup, or people will say at the end of the day, the emotions and even Dr. Nasha, the emotions are the, are, are all of it. It's, it's all of it. Dr. Bruce Lipton wrote biology of belief because your biology is influenced by your beliefs. Your epigenetics is influenced. Your gene composition is turned off or on based on your environment and based on your emotions. And so to me, especially with law of attraction, the most famous quote I love to say is that the only reason why you want what you want is because you think you'll feel better when you have it. And that's anything, health, a relationship, money, whatever it is you think you want, the only reason why you want it is because you think you'll feel better. And so to me, there's nothing more important than how you feel because it drives every choice we make in life. This is what I love because it's like, 
two people, let's say, or a group of people could take the exact same training and learn the exact same steps to go from A to Z, right? And certain people will go from A to B to C and then stop or give up or not believe in themselves or whatever and not make it. And then people go from A to Z. Well, they have the same steps. They have the same framework. So what is the difference? Their mindset, their belief in themselves. Do they believe they're good enough? Do they believe they can achieve it? What is holding them back from getting to Z? It's not that they don't have the handbook or the steps right in front of them. We all have the steps or you can learn the steps to do whatever it is you want to do, but it's the mindset and the belief of, do you get to Z? And I've asked people, people at very high levels in their careers, do you ever think I'm not good enough? I asked this to a multimillionaire. He said, no, I don't think that. And I was like, that's why you're 10 times more successful than me. You know what I mean? Yes. And I would challenge that at some point they did. Yeah, totally. Maybe they don't now, but in order to get, it's sort of why, you know, we, we upper limit. And again, going back to emotions, I, I did my most recent event in October. It was my manifestation bootcamp and everybody, no matter what it is you're there to manifest does the same exercise. It's looking at where do we stop ourselves from allowing in more? Period. End of story. And that is about an emotional belief that we have. And so even though that person currently doesn't you know, have self-esteem issues at any point, right? Uh, it's I, I would challenge to say that maybe 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, that there's still the learning curve of how that gets expressed. And so, uh, you know, it is really about how what I believe and then the journey we take, how we expand. It's not a switch. We don't learn one thing. We've healed it and we're done. At every new level of expansion, is a, it's like a temperature gauge. And you can ask yourself, how much love, joy, success, and abundance can I allow in and receive and hold and sustain? That's why, you know, people that win the lottery usually lose it, like what, within the first year? Because they didn't believe it, that it wasn't about, they manifested it, but they didn't believe in themselves enough to hold it or to invest it, most of them, right? So they end up getting rid of it. It's like a self-sabotage because they can't sustain that amount of receiving because it's literally like a 180 degree difference. So okay. I agree. And when it's about that belief system that you have to believe it, but there are steps and everyone can get there. It's just understanding that it's not an all or nothing. And it, in that that person may feel super invincible right now, but he, he they're human. I'm sure at some point that they had some kind of lack of confidence or felt vulnerable or self-esteem, right? Right. And the simplest way to think about this, because I used to not understand the concepts that we are talking about today and that we're going to talk about. I only understood the physical. I did not understand the emotional. I literally, JJ, did not think that my thoughts affected my reality. I was like, well, they're private, so they don't affect anything. Okay. This is like, you know, me at 17 or something. Um, and the simplest way I can think to describe it is the placebo effect. So two patients or two groups of patients are given um, pills, let's say, to heal them. And there are groups uh, that got the placebo, which has no medicine in it, but they believed that the treatment or the pill or whatever was going to work. And so they got better with no medical intervention, with no pills. And that is the simplest way that I can think like the simplest way that I can describe what this is. And I know it gets much more in depth and much more complicated. And there's many ways that we can talk about this from many different perspectives, but that's kind of the simplest way that I like to think about it. And the other thing I was going to say earlier is that 
you know, you mentioned you're working with hundreds of cancer doctors. Well, a lot of doctors do address the whole person, but most don't. And so remind me, because I want to introduce you to Dr. Vickers, who was just on the show, and he does address it, but all we talked about were the physical. So he does the Gerson healing protocol at his center in Mexico, and he helps patients heal physically with carrot juice and all the things, right? And it's much more complicated than that, but he helps them heal physically. Um, And maybe there's an emotional component that you could come in and help them with uh, emotionally because that's the next level in their healing journey, right? Once you start to heal physically, you've got to make sure you're doing the emotional work as well or else we don't know if it's going to work. I love that. And yes, I would love to be connected and you and I can talk offline about that. Uh, But what the story reminded me of is how I'm even having this conversation with you about these doctors because I had had Dr. Nasha Winters on the show. She wrote Metabolic Approach to Cancer and we had had two episodes and two, I think it was Instagram lives that we did. And it was so on that fourth conversation, which was on her birthday, we were talking about cancer, how, you know, with treatments and whatnot. And I forget how it came up and basically it was emotional. And she, and, and she said, well, JJ, if a patient feels disempowered, no treatment works. Right. And right there, I was like, ah! like I like screamed and I was like, exactly. I said, I'm an empowerment strategist. That is what me and my team, that's what we do is address that because there are so many people that can follow the protocols that they're given by whomever they're working with. But if we're not looking at, and I've worked with a, a handful of, of patients that I've basically said, look, until you learn how to create joy or find joy it doesn't, all these other things don't make any difference because your body is not in a state of healing. Your body is in a state of shutting down. It's in fight and flight. It's in survival mode. And the energetic, let's say shield that you have right now, like all of the repressed anger and fear that's going on, if that is running this track, then it's not going to make a dent as if like, so radical remission, I did a show on the book, radical remission, and I worked with the radical remission team and look forward to having on the author. And and there were two versions of radical remission, but she lays out nine different points of radical remission. They they followed 1500 cancer patients and those that, you know, survived against all odds, if you will. And they looked at all the different things they did. They compared them and there were, there were nine things and eventually 10, 10 being exercised, but nine things that they all had in common. And six of them were emotional mm. and spiritual. All right. So three of them were physical. Yeah. And four. So, so when you look at like, you, we can't, there's a pattern here, but it, again, it goes back to all the things that we kind of already know intuitively, the things that we've learned things from epigenetics and quantum physics and, uh, but that's how, you know, this, that's how this whole thing started. I, you know, me, I've been literally talking about emotions at nauseum for years, even though I'm talking about law of attraction or I'm talking about fitness and things like that and manifestation. And then it just became so clear when she said that, cause she trains doctors. And I thought, well, what are the doctors doing for this? And she said, well, you know, we have a 10 point terrain system and we really can't do that much. And I'm like, well, use me and my team. And then boom, <laughs> that's all that happened. So, because wow. it's the thing I care about the most and the that's rest of it, the doctors can handle, but guys, if we don't get this dialed in, healing doesn't happen. Healing doesn't happen. Healing. Let's make healing happen. So you mentioned earlier, like finding joy. Oh, I can go find my joy. You're like, okay, what does that actually 
mean? Um, so talk to me a little bit about how we can find that so that we can actually cultivate beliefs. And is it a practice? Is it, is it a daily practice? Is it a one and done? I know the answer, but I'm asking it anyways. <laughs> right. Well, in this particular case with this client slash patient, she hired me because she wanted to find the root. Cause I talk a lot about looking at core wounds and finding the root of the disease. I have a book called messages from the body. There's 700 pages and literally every ailment, every joint, every vertebrae, every finger, every knuckle has, <laughs> has like an emotional root of where it started and, and it has an energy to it. And again, at the end of the day, it's probably some kind of fear or some kind of anger, but this said patient wanted to know and wanted to work on trying to find the root of this. But energetically, she was in, again, constant fight or flight, constant fear, constant. And, and I've also been learning the different emotional composition of each different cancer. I'll tell you that a lot of for women, uterine uh, and endometrial cancers and ovarian cancers, when you're in the lower jowl looking at the chakra system, that's your sacral chakra. That's like your power center. When there's cancer in that center, it is, it is really a lot of repressed anger and rage. And so far, and I'm hopeful that, that will, this will change, but so far, there's so much stuck energy there. And there's usually a lot of gripping, like white knuckling it, if you will, and like gripping so tightly to knowing things and doing things in a mechanical way and following the rules and doing things right and worried about how society sees you. There's so much of that, that I'm not seeing a lot of people sort of heal quickly and be able to kind of move into the energetic space versus let's say breast cancer. Breast cancer, so far, the breast cancer patients that I've been working with and clients um, have been able to reach for joy, been able to cultivate that, do not have as, because it's about their self-care when it comes to breast cancer. So it's been a really interesting journey to look at the different cancers and the different energetic blueprints and issues and traumas and belief systems that people hold. And so I'll say to answer your question about, is it a practice? It's not about finding the joy. It's about creating the joy. So with this ovarian cancer patient, I said to her while we did one session on just looking at how she could activate peace and being grounded and then looking at some of the emotional roots, I didn't want to take her down that path because I could feel that it wasn't going to make her feel better. And mm -hmm. she just needed to be able to find a place to feel better. In that radical remission book, there are a lot of people who literally give up on the entire system, go and live their life and never look back and never die of right, the cancer right, that right. they were supposed to die from, right? Like, cause they're like literally change their frequency, change their environment, release their worry, release their resistance, allowed themselves to receive joy and to have happiness and to be super you know, looking at like, let's say relationships or what would, what do you want to do with your bucket list in however much time that you think you have? And all of a sudden when they flip into that, which most people don't allow themselves in life to do, then all of a sudden they started to heal. And then they're 30. I mean, even Dr. Nisha, she had a, she was supposed to be dead at like 20. Right. Uh, so she is 50. She just turned 50. We went to Greece this past year to celebrate her 50th birthday. So she is 30 years past her terminal diagnosis. Right. And, and when you look at finding joy or creating joy, what I'd said to this person who I was working with, I said to her, can you, let's practice something. I want you to get up tomorrow and I want you to pretend you don't have cancer. How long can you sustain that? Can we do an hour of mm -hmm. what would life be like if you didn't have cancer? Forget you have it. Say, I don't have cancer. Decide to play the game of, I don't have cancer. 
And I was trying to activate joy in her life to find the joy that she had, because even if she is going to pass your, your time frame from now until that time, you can live it in worry and concentrate on that, or you can live it in joy. You get to choose, especially when someone tells you they think you're going to die in a certain amount of time. Yeah. You get to decide how to spend those days. And, and that's what I wanted her to practice. So when you want to cultivate joy and when you want to create joy, it is a practiced thought. It is you have neural pathways. Your brain is set up to, just like exercise, you've strengthened parts of your brain to habitually react and interpret and focus on things in a certain way. If you're someone who looks at what's always going wrong, or if something's happened, you have a lack of trust and you're just always waiting for the other shoe to drop, you've literally strengthened those neural pathways in your brain to expect that, to look for that, and to be super sensitive to that. How we change that is to start activating through creating new neural pathways and neuroplasticity, doing things, literally taking actions, and there are tons of them that you can take to start creating new neural pathways. When you create a circuitry, that is about joy, that is about fun and playful, and you strengthen that. Now we start to become more aware of our environment and the things that please us versus the things that scare us. So, you know, it's basic law of attraction stuff, except that I'll add that I just had uh, Dr. Joe Bolte-Taylor on the show and her newest book, Whole Brain Living, goes over the four characters of your brain. Mm -hmm. You have your left and your right brain, and each part has a thinking brain and a feeling brain. So when you understand who the character is who's in charge of you, and I'm going to guess that most cancer patients are really active left-brainers. <laughs> so they're active thinking brain and, and feeling brain. And it's about activating the right part of the brain. Because once we strengthen, because character three is about action and play and fun and doing things. And character four is about feeling the zenness and the, the fluidity of that we're all connected and nothing is separate. And until we, and that's what meditation can do for you. So meditation can help activate that character four in your brain, your right feeling brain. So again, there's a ton of tools to use, but the first most easiest thing is to do what lights you up. Yeah. What makes you happy? What brings you joy? What makes you laugh? And it, it's, it's way more strategic and it can be than that, but it's also really simple. Yeah. And I want to go back to what you were saying about kind of like the archetypes, if you will, of cancer and the emotional connections to them. And I can't wait because I feel like you're going to have, this is your future book, right? Yes. Like this is, this is coming. Okay. I knew it. But an oldie, but a goodie book that talks about this is um, Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And uh, there's another one, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but essentially I remember I had chronic back issues. So it was pain on uh, my right side, I believe. Yeah. So the right side, chronic pain, um, which I had never experienced before. So I didn't, I was like, oh my normal things aren't working. Like I was doing the physical therapy and the chiropractic and uh, massage and Pilates and look, it would get better, but then it would come back. So I look in Louise Hay book. It said that the emotional connection to pain on the right side of the back or upper back, whatever it may be, or shoulder anger at father or male figure, right? Anger at male figure, something like that. And maybe it could be fatherly. I was shocked. I was like, I'm not angry at my dad. I'm just sad he left me. Oh my God, I'm mad he left me. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm angry. And the tears just flooded out of me. And it was like that emotional release was part of the healing protocol that I hadn't put into practice yet. 
So then as I'm going to my Pilates and my chiropractor and all the things, I had to add the, all right, you got to work on this. You got to look at this. You got to ask yourself, what are you still holding on to? What are you not healing? Like earlier you said, you know, people can hold on to anger and that can cause cancer. I was holding on to anger and it was showing up physically. And so if you don't add that into the protocol, I don't know how you heal. And yeah, finding your joy. Like what is something that lights you up that you can do once a day? Even watching a funny movie and giggling, right? I yes. have a, I have an Instagram account that is just funny memes for me to go and look and watch like cute cuddly cat videos and then like animals doing funny things so that I can laugh and lighten myself up if I'm in one of those like type A moods where I'm like, get it done, get it done, get it done. Or I'm like upset or stressed. Then I go to my little feed and I have five minutes of joy, like five minutes of laughter. And it's just a quick little uplifting thing you can do in your day. So that's just one example. But like, what are some other things that you found that people can do? Uh, some of the things that I teach in the manifestation challenges that I do and on the podcast, like some simple things and at the event for sure. Well, let me give you the easy one because the other one I have to explain a little bit more. So a lot of people love the word gratitude and I'm not against the word gratitude. It just has for me a slightly lower frequency than appreciation. Mm. So I'll do an appreciation list. And I will do a two-part list. I will start with, at the end of the day, what I appreciate. And this is how I manifested the relationship of my dreams. This is how I manifested my dream home. This is how I even manifested you know, my first relationship. And it's a practice I use, and I love it. Okay. Okay, so you start with your appreciation list at the end of the day. And the reason why you're doing it at the end of the day is because you want to be able to start to tune into. It's about changing your frequency. Tune into what worked, what was good. And it could be anything. I mean, everyone listening to this can say, I'm still alive. <laughs> I probably have a job that makes me pay the bills. I listen to a podcast, which means I have a phone, which probably means I can make enough money to afford an iPhone or something else. So, I mean, really, it's we have to be able to acknowledge where we are. Nothing changes until you can appreciate where you are. So, doing the sort of standard list of here's what I appreciate from today. And it could yeah. be anything little. And, and I would just keep going. Like if you have one page, like write as many things as you can fit on the page. Don't stop. It's about creating momentum. And then on the second page, I love to do a, what I'm looking forward to and yeah. make that list something that literally activates you emotionally. So I'm looking forward to, oh my God, so I'm going to go to Hawaii for my birthday. I am looking Yay. forward to booking that <laughs> Airbnb and we already got the plane tickets. So I'm looking forward to getting the Airbnb. I'm looking forward to so many things. I mean, I could really probably spend another 40 minutes doing that game because I'm so, my I've created so many circuitries in my brain and like neural pathways that I'm so good at that. I've been literally in the gym exercising this exercise for years. Mm -hmm. So do that list second and get excited about what you want to create. It could be that you want to create peace or quiet or health or, or calmness or trust. It doesn't have to be a thing or a place, but whatever it is, it does need to emotionally move you. All right. This is not a thinking only game. This okay. is supposed to be thinking to activate emotion and excitement and joy and possibility and hope. So that's one exercise or kind of two I put in one. Another one is called Rampage of Appreciation. And I know we talked about this on your show back in, I don't know, 2015, 2016. Right. Uh, and Rampage of Appreciation is another uh, manifestation, law of attraction practice. But what every time, it's the simplest thing you can do. 
Uh, and but I have so many people that just suck at it. And I'm going to say that most people probably do suck at it. And it's a really good indicator of what if you're a good receiver, because if you can't sustain the two to four minutes on someone's voicemail of all the things you appreciate, you're probably not a good receiver. Mm. So rampage is of appreciation is to be done with a partner. And even though you can do it on Marco Polo, I'm not a fan of that. And here's why, because basically you can get distracted by how you look, you're talking about this and that. And the next thing you know, you know, you're not staying and you can go forever too on Marco. I prefer people call each other on the phone and you don't answer though. So let's say if you and I were, were partners for rampaging, I would call you, you would not answer. I would start off. I mean, I did a couple of them today. I'd start off and I'd say, Hey, happy Wednesday. Uh, I appreciate. And then I would literally appreciate everything I could until your voicemail cuts me off. Oh, I and, love that so much. <laughs> and I did it at my manifestation boot camp the first year, thinking it was going to take 30 minutes. And then everyone sucked at it so bad that I was like, oh my God, you guys can't sustain something you appreciate for three minutes. And so it went on for an hour. Well, this time at this boot camp, we did it several times and we did several versions of it. And people had several partners because I need I wanted to ingrain this in them. Mm -hmm. to practice this. And so the first place I go with any clients or people have been to my events or people listen to my podcast, if they say to me, Hey, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling blocked. I'm like, are you doing your rampages? And most of the time I'll get no. <laughs> I'm like, it's <laughs> free. It's easy. And it's fun because when you get a partner to do this with you, it's fun to listen to theirs. And, and it's cool to see it's about milking the good stuff. Back when I first started doing this, probably in 2006 or seven, actively doing this, I would milk the good stuff. And that's what you're doing here. It's that instead of something bad happening that you don't like and calling five people to complain about it, in which case you're literally creating negative momentum, right? you, you get the positive stuff and you call somebody and you rampage about it. And I had one partner, a friend of mine for years, we probably did it for 10 years. And I would call her sometimes three times a day. Mm -hmm. I remember going to a client's house. This is back when I was personal training only, and I would show up at their house. I was driving and I got to his house. And I, at the end of the session, his girlfriend, now fiance, she's a shopper. And I know, I think, you know, I'm not a shopper. So she had, she'd have all these returns in her, in her garage of things that she had to take back. Well, we at the time were similar enough in size that I was like, Oh, look at these shoes. And Oh, look at these jeans. And he literally <laughs> gave me a pair of the shoes. He's like, here, you can have them. I'm like, Oh my God, I just manifested a free pair of shoes. And so I <laughs> had already rampaged that morning, but then I called her back as I was leaving to rampage about the shoes. Then I go to whole foods because I wanted to get a cup of coffee and I didn't, and I was buying the so delicious French vanilla creamer at the time. So I buy the creamer and then a coffee and it ends up being $4 and 44 cents. So I rampaged about that. I was like, Oh my God, it's so cool. $4 and four, four, four. It's alignment. Okay. So, so it's, I'm finding these and then it just keeps going. And then like, Stuff just keeps happening and showing up to appreciate because you're creating, you're literally intentionally creating positive momentum. So I'm a big fan of the rampage and both of them, but the rampage more because when you have to talk it out loud. So I have a, a physician, one of these cancer doctors who's a client of mine and he came for a VIP day here and he'd come to my event. And so when he got here to my house for the VIP day, I said, okay, tell me about your practice. And he said, well, I do the rampage. I said, okay, who, who's your partner? He said, oh, oh, I do it to myself out loud. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, okay, you can be my partner. And I'm telling within the first two weeks, he's like, wow, what a difference talking to somebody and because you know someone's going to hear you. And I said, yeah, 
So doing it to yourself is not good enough. You need to, because then, and he loves hearing mine. He keeps appreciating me. Thank you for being my partner. Uh, I really love listening to yours. Like you really make me think differently and it feels good to hear all the stuff that's going well for you. And so it's just, it, you can't go wrong with Rampage Appreciation. You know why I love this? And to your point that it works much better if you have a partner, because sometimes it's very hard for us to, let's say, accept praise or to like say something is so great without practicing that. And so if someone else was calling me and telling me how appreciative they were of the things happening they their day, I'd be like, gosh, she deserves it so much. Like she's the best and blah, blah, blah. And thinking all those positive thoughts about someone else is great reflection because you're actually thinking all those positive thoughts about yourself and what's possible in the world. So I feel like it's very cyclical. Um, and as you hear someone else's, it probably helps you appreciate things in your life. Like if someone's appreciating a flower, I'd be like, well, I don't really appreciate flowers, but I guess I could now. Like, you know what I mean? It kind of mm -hmm. gives you more ideas of things that you could appreciate when you hear someone else's. Absolutely. And, you know, at one point I had six different partners. And so at one yeah. point, I mean, I would be like, it'd be an hour listening to rampages and doing rampages, but it's fun. And again, it created momentum and I'd be driving a lot. So it wasn't that, and it's still, I I'm so conditioned to rampage in the car that I can't get in the car without rampaging because oh I've done it. I've done it for so long. <laughs> so how many partners do you have today? Two. <laughs> and how often well, Doug, if you consider, if you do consider it in person, I have Doug. So he's three, okay. but I don't call him. I just say it to his face, say it to his face. And then he says it back to you just like throughout yeah. the day. No, we'll, we'll actually do like, so right now I'm in January having a, in my inner circle membership, I'm doing a 30 day manifestation challenge. And so part of it is rampaging. And I said to Doug, I want us, and there'll be times where like in a month's time, we'll do it every day for a month. And we haven't done it for a long time. So we're doing it now. Got it. Okay. So I love this. So this is just a way throughout your day to be appreciative. And then, well, like you said, when you are appreciative of the little things, it's like creates momentum for bigger things to show up. Right. So I don't have to be appreciative of the million dollars I don't have. I can be appreciative that I have $10 to go to Whole Foods and buy my green juice or whatever. Right. But that appreciation of the $10 is building the momentum to the million or whatever. Right. Cause right? let me go back and repeat the, let me repeat the phrase. You only, the only reason why you want what you want is because you're going to think you feel better when you get it. So the point is we have to create, you can't receive that, which you cannot sustain or hold. So to be in the same frequency with something means you have to feel it to get it. It's not, you're going to get it, then feel it because if you right. don't feel it, you can't get it. So, and the only reason why you want it anyway is because you want to feel it. So just feel it, just cut to the chase and feel it. And then you may or may not need it or want it at the end of the day because you're feeling the feelings. I always think about like when you're little and you play pretend, like just do that because a child isn't judging. Well, I don't, I can't pretend this because I don't have it. A child is just like, I am living in a castle and I'm doing this and here's my Barbie car, you know, whatever it might be. They're just in it. And if you can practice that as an adult, it makes it easy. Like, and I also love, talk to me about Esther and Jerry Hicks, because I listen to those books on repeat and then I pa I'll listen to them like on Audible. Like I, you know, I drove across the country this year and did all these road trips and I'll put them on Audible and I'll be playing them. And then I'll just do the practice in the car because they have a lot of practices for this type of thing too, where you're just getting into the feeling of having that thing that you already know you can have, but you just don't have it yet, but you can make yourself feel it in that moment and draw it more quickly to you. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, you just summed it up and that's the whole oh, point. Well, I wanted and, you to sum it up. <laughs> well, but you just did it beautifully. And it's again, the whole, let me repeat it one more time. So everybody really sears it in their brain. The only reason you want what you want 
is because you think you'll feel better when you have it. And the goal and the trick here is that you have to feel it first to get it. And when you feel it, you don't even need it. So look at things that are stuck in your life and say, that's why when working with the cancer patients, again, if we, she wants to feel better that someone says to her, you don't have cancer anymore, or it's shrinking. And she wants to have that feeling, but she could tell herself that she can put herself in a state. And for those of you that saw the secret, the original one, I mean, there was a cancer patient in that that literally just started watching funny movies. And then a yeah, month later, yeah. she didn't have any cancer anymore. Right. Like we our our brain, like your body, when you close your eyes, your body doesn't know if it's reacting to the past, the present or the future. So mm. your reality literally is created by what you have going on in the in your brain, in your mind. And if you close your eyes and you can't see anything, it's still that that uh, vibrational reality that is bigger than our current reality. So I think that if you could just remember that quote again, and then ask yourself, what, I, how do I want this thing to feel? Why am I feeling badly? Because I want this thing to do this so that I feel better. Great. Jump to the pretend it's happened. That's why the exercise I mentioned first with the appreciation list, part one was like in lifetime, what do I appreciate about today? But then the next page right next to it should be, what am I looking forward to having or doing or being? And then start creating in your mind, get excited about where you're going, get excited about what you're, even if it's not about like the details about the feelings, like I have to tell you, Allison, I'm pretty much at the point where I've manifested every single thing I've wanted. And I don't, I, I thought to myself, well, what's next? <laughs> there's nothing left. I have well, it all. it's not that there's nothing left. I just haven't <laughs> spent time visualizing where I'm going next. And there's a lot of great things in front of me. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. All of that would be great, but I'm not attached to any of it in a, in a specific way. So I'm at the place where I'm going, all right, what's next for me? Yeah. I've got this book coming out, but I'm not attached to it and I'm not in a rush for it, even though I do want to do it, but I'm not from a desperate place of like, Oh my God, I gotta, I have to do this. It's just sort of naturally unfolding. And, and so it's not even, if you don't know what's coming for you, imagine how you want to feel or feel differently. Like I'm looking forward to more clarity. I'm looking forward to more passion, excitement, about what's next for me, right? I'm looking forward to helping more people and leveraging my time even more than I am now. So I, it doesn't have to be details of a thing. That dreaming is can be about a feeling that you don't yeah. currently practice that you want to feel. All right, Food Heals Nation. Today we're talking all about mental, emotional, and spiritual health and the law of attraction, attracting what it is that we want in our lives. And we can't forget about our physical health. So one of the things that I love to do for my body every single day is drink my Organifi. Organifi has so many different fun flavors and cool products to check out. But I will tell you about one of the easiest and one of my favorites and also how you can get 20% off. I love the Sunrise to Sunset Kit. With this kit, you can reset your morning, energize your day, and replenish your evening with the green juice, the red juice, and the gold. And when you get the Sunrise to Sunset Kit and use my discount code, which is Food Heals, you'll also get a free 19-ounce glass water bottle and free gold travel packs, 14 of those, which is awesome because you've got to take the gold with you on the road so you can sleep and have some lucid dreams. If you go back and listen to the interview that we 
did with Drew, the founder um, of Organifi. Back in the day, I'll have to find it for you guys, but um, you can Google it and find it easily. He talks about how the gold gives you like beautiful, lucid, clear dreams. And it's so true. If you set that intention and you do some journaling before, you will have some beautiful dreams and you'll fall asleep easily. And the gold tastes amazing. It is so good. It's just like a turmeric latte. Oh, it's delicious. Okay, so the kit is curated for all-day energizing wellness, superfood essentials designed to take you from sunrise to sunset. So you start with the morning reset, 11 powerful ingredients, including ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen research for cortisol regulation in the body. Then you'll get your afternoon energy with five antioxidant rich berries and four energizing adaptogens including cordyceps and rhodiola to provide natural and sustained energy and then of course the evening relaxation which is what i was talking about with the gold nine of nature's most grounding superfoods including mushrooms and adaptogens like reishi mushroom which has been studied for relaxation so this is an easy way to feel your best all throughout the day start with the green juice move to the red juice and go for the gold so that's all at organifyshop.com use my coupon code foodheals you'll save 20 percent off your order okay so i want to get into some more um practices because not that I want to play devil's advocate, but I want to talk to you about what has happened to me in the past and has happened to so many people that we both know is okay. Here I am and I'm doing my manifestation. I'm doing my appreciation. And then something happens to me, right? Outside of my control. And then I go, well, this doesn't work. Like, okay, I'm trying to manifest money. And then like, I get a huge bill or I'm trying to manifest my main, you know, my true love. And I keep dating duds or assholes or whatever. And so you go, oh, well, this doesn't work. Right. And then you just go, I'm destined to be this poor or alone or whatever it is forever. So how do you help people when they're, they are feeling like no matter what I do, things are still happening to me. Tell me about that. So some work that I've been doing since I've been on your show that is new for okay. me with Law of Attraction is using the work of Gay Hendricks, The Big Leap. And okay. it is a perfect complement for me for exactly what you're talking about. There are practices to elevate your frequency and your vibration and have you feel good. The question becomes, can you sustain that? Yeah. And just like I had asked at the beginning about your temperature, what's your temperature gauge? If you had to give yourself on a scale of one to 10, or even one to a hundred or however you want to do it. Um, how, what is your level of ability to receive? Do you feel, and I'm not asking you to answer this, but I'm just asking this hypothetically to everybody in the, in, who's listening. So if you give yourself a score right now and you say, well, here are some other things that I want to have that I can't seem to get, or I can't seem to keep what is blocking you. There's a couple different ways to look at what Gay Hendricks calls the upper limit. And I got to find another name for it because I use this work so much. Um, but it, it's the upper limit of you don't know how to receive more. You may want it, but you don't know how to energetically hold it or allow it in because mm -hmm. of several beliefs. And they come down to like one of four different beliefs that really kind of block you. And then some of the habits and patterns that we have that stop us. And so some of those are worry uh, getting sick and getting hurt, squabbling, creating drama, like ways in which people literally self-sabotage because ultimately they don't believe they deserve to have more than what they have. So when we look at, and I love the work because if you just take law of attraction, people can oversimplify it and think, well, if I'm supposed to feel good, then th isn't that enough? 
Well, it's not if you don't believe you deserve to be a millionaire or a multimillionaire or you don't deserve love. And we're not going to uncover that until we have the contrast to show us that. So when the things that you consider bad or uncomfortable or unwanted happen, the gift in the contrast is clarity. And the gift is a reflection. You know, I remember, uh, I don't know if I've told this story on your show, but years ago, probably 2007 maybe, I created my first product. It was my 90-day health and body makeover. And I did a whole video shoot at this Bel Air home of a client that I was working with. And I was buying logoed clothes for my models and my exercise people. And, <laughs> and I went, to, I think it was Ross, uh, to get some, because I was printing. I was actually having certain things I was choosing printed. And I remember needing to, for whatever reason, their scanner wasn't working or I changed my mind about the card I wanted to use. I ended up using three different cards mm -hmm. in the checkout. And then I don't know how much time had passed. It wasn't too much, but I went to get gas one day and none of my cards would work. And I was mm -hmm. like, what the heck? What's going on? Well, I'd had identity theft for those cards. Someone had stolen the, the numbers and used them. Wow. And, and when I got back to, and this is, I mean, this is even before I had met my, my ex-husband. I mean, I was single and I remember thinking to myself, how did I manifest this? Right. And when I was really honest, it's because I was the person that when you, I'd go to the store and the teller would ask to see my ID. Now, now mind you, I literally put my picture on all my credit cards. So I kind of felt <laughs> like that they should just look down. And if they see that it's my picture on there, they shouldn't have to ask that. But because they would ask me, can I see your ID? I would get triggered. I would think, are you kidding me? Do you think I'd steal from somebody? Like I did not, I know a lot of people that thank them. They go, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for looking out for me and making sure that no one is taking my number and, and using it illegally. And here I'm the one taking offense by it. So I've had the person, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it came to bite me in the butt because I, I didn't have good energy. I had very negative energy about being asked to show my ID because mm -hmm. I, I thought, felt I was being judged, like that I would steal. And I didn't like that. So so when you look at the contrast that's happening for you, it's not random. It's very specific. And a lot of times it'll give you great information about something that you think you don't believe because maybe your 12% of your conscious brain says, I don't believe that. Like with an ex-boyfriend once, I was buying him all of this stuff. Oh my God, it was terrible. I mean, if I think about like roses, I was writing poetry. I was putting us in framed pictures. I was buying <laughs> teddy bears. And I like took a step back and looked at my behavior and thought, what is going on with you? Like you're acting so desperate, like you think he's going to forget you. And again, in my conscious brain, I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't believe that. He got rid of all of his ex-girlfriend stuff because of me. And mm -hmm. I know that I'm important to him and blah, 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 whatever. And then I was doing a Holosync binaural beats program, mm -hmm. like not too long after that, laying down on my bed, putting the things in my ears, bunch of tones in the rain. And I remember having the thought, you think he's going to forget you. And it dropped down into my gut and I instantly started crying. And I was like, mm. oh my God, I do believe that. Yeah. So even though my conscious brain said, I don't believe that, my actions literally said exactly what I thought. I don't, I can't believe that. So your contrast has a lot of use. It's very purposeful and contrast is necessary because if you don't have contrast, you can't get more clear and make the choices you need to get to the places that you want to get to. So while they're not comfortable, they're important. And if you understand how to deconstruct them and to take the lesson and to turn the mirror around onto yourself, then you can leverage and utilize them and not spend time in the pain of them, 
but take the leap from where you are to the, to being completely clear and excited and ready to tackle the next thing and receiving more. Yeah. I mean, it's like everything is information. So let's say you are on a diet or you're, you know, trying to eat a certain way or just change your habits. And then you go back and you go and eat that cake or whatever was on your do not eat list. Instead of judging yourself as I'm a failure, go, well, this is information because there's a reason I did this. There's a feeling I don't want to feel. So I went to eat. What is the feeling? And if you can deep dive and figure that out and actually heal the feeling, then you won't want the cake the next time. Right. Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, we have, we all have addictions. Some of us, most of us have control as an addiction. Uh, that would be a soft addiction. The hard addictions of course would be drugs and alcohol, anything substance abuse related that's addictive, tobacco, alcohol, you know, any kind of drugs, uh, but food, food is absolutely uh, an addiction when people eat to repress emotion. A lot of people do that. Even people that don't have a, an apparent problem, like someone who looks fit and thin, possibly, you know, that's what bulimia and anorexia are in terms of feeling like, you know, like that's a treat. Like I'm stuffing down emotion by eating and then I feel bad about it. And anyway, but it, food definitely is one of our biggest abusers when it comes to addiction. So when you, when you notice that you're reaching for something, it doesn't even matter what it is. It could be numbing yourself out on your devices or going and watching, binging Netflix, like too much. There's, there's a certain amount of balance. And I guess that's also been a new thing for me in the last couple of years is to look at nothing's bad or good. It's about balance. And understanding from, and you know, I do astrology, I teach astrology courses, like from the astrological to the, like, who are you and how do you create, how do you create balance for you? Because it's going to be look different for a lot of people, but I can say upfront, it's usually the opposite of whatever you do the most. So if it's, if you're someone who keeps eating, right, the balance of that is to do some fasting and do some, like, take yourself to a place where that way you have to deal with your emotions because you keep reaching for food. And if we're not going to stop to pause, we have to create some kind of accountability to force it or to, or not. I mean, you can definitely have, there's other ways to get some support on that, but what's underneath that is what drives that. And so I would just invite people to, yeah, don't necessarily beat yourself up with it, but it's, it's an indicator that I'm still afraid and maybe I'm still uncomfortable or confused. I don't know what to do or how to do this. You know, one of the things that I've learned over these years, as I've been, again, um, talking about emotions uh, in an exhaustive way, <laughs> probably cost me my marriage too, uh, <laughs> which is fine because now I have uh, the man I'm supposed to be with. But it, it's the idea that emotions drive everything. And, but not everybody is, I mean, I'm a Pisces, but I have a lot of Sag and I see emotions. I'm not afraid of my emotions. Like I'm not afraid to cry. And it's amazing how many people feel like crying is weakness or crying is broken or crying is guys just energy and it's and emotions are like calories they either get used or stored so if you're having emotional reactions which you are every day all day long to things and you don't have an outlet to dump it out it's like pooping if you don't poop you're going to be backed up like you'll be emotionally constipated if you don't allow the feelings that you've had this energy inside of you to have an outlet and a release 
So let's talk about traditional talk therapy. I know one thing that you and I have discussed at length is that very often traditional talk therapy doesn't work or doesn't get you the results that you think it's going to get you. And so people are sitting there doing the same work over and over and not feeling better, not healing, not getting the results that they wanted. And I'm not knocking therapists because there are wonderful ones out there. Um, but what do we do when traditional talk therapy isn't working? What, it, what are your thoughts? Well, it's not that therapy isn't good for maybe feeling your emotions. It's that I think traditional talk therapy isn't effective. Now, that doesn't mean there's not exceptions to the rule. And when I say traditional talk therapy, I mean that they don't have any other tools. I have probably been in how many therapeutic situations? A bunch. And in fact, I remember when I was younger in college and one of the, my friends had said that he had been in therapy for a long time and had been going and he thought it was really helpful and I was always really against it. And, and, and it was because, well, I hadn't, I was a talker just like I am now, and I was pretty self-aware. So I didn't understand why I would pay somebody just to tell them what was going on today or yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And I, that, right. And, and, and I, at the time had a priest that I really, that I really loved. I had, who else? I had like a bunch of people in my life. I had a certain adults who could provide perspective, but I, and I, and good friends, I just felt like I already had outlets for that. I didn't need to pay somebody to listen to me talk about stuff. And in retrospect, it, I kind of feel that way now, but I did veer off and go, okay, but some people need a safe space. And so that's really what it's about. The first part is having a safe space. So therapy can be a, a safe space for someone to go and, and talk about whatever's going on with them. Where I think it's ineffective based on working with therapists as my clients, working with tons of people who therapists have worked with, observation and my own experience and others that I clients and, and people listen to my show. And like, this is not a, I didn't come out with this idea yesterday. It's literally been over time where I'm frustrated for them. Someone will say, well, I've worked on this in therapy yet. They are literally reacting the same way. And right. people who've been in therapy for years and years and years and don't have behavior changes aren't any different they might know they have problems or ways in which they feel, but I have found that I think traditional talk therapy is not enough. There, from what I've even described today in some of the things that we've been doing, it, there, there are reasons why that it's not necessarily the best. And it, and again, this there are exceptions to the rule. So if you have a wonderful therapist and you feel like they've changed your life and everything is different, you've manifested everything you want, cool, awesome. But literally after at least 20 years of studying emotion and looking at all of the factors that I just mentioned, I can't help but say to me, this is not healing. I mean, even a really good therapist dealing with like weight loss issues who I worked with for a while, I worked with her clients and I saw her methods and she was all about action, but, but they never got to the roots of things. It was literally about compensation. Oh, if you go to this party and it makes you want to eat food because there's too much food there, well then don't go to the party. And I'm like, that's not healing. No, healing to yeah. me is where you are different in the same situation. If you do not have different feelings and therefore different actions in the same situation, you are not healed. You have literally, and that's to me what the difference is. Uh, I mean, it's infuriating to me, actually. I uh, I had, I guess, because I'm not naming any names, but um, Doug ended up going to someone here locally. I, I really wanted him because I was kind of tired of being a therapist. He's like, no, 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 I just have you. I'm like, no, no, I can't do everything for you. Like, I need you, I need <laughs> you to be able to go. 
right? First, you're not paying me. And I need you to be able to go somewhere else to like do some other stuff. And so I, I really encouraged him to go work with somebody. And he we found somebody and, and they're great in some ways. And then when they were done, I mean, not when they were done, well, like they had a few sessions and then like he hasn't been back and he has no plans of going back. And I wish, because I work with this person in a different way, not in a therapeutic way, but I wish somebody would have asked me, well, why didn't it work out? Or like I said to Doug, well, what did you do? What did you do? And because I'm not a therapist, I'm a coach and I, I, I teach people and I help people use tools. In fact, one of that doctor who uh, came, who's a client of mine who came to the VIP day, literally said after our VIP day that I got more out of working with you in this VIP day than I've gotten out of a year with another coach that he works with. And I was like, man, I got to raise my prices. Um, <laughs> there's just, because, because I'm all about the tools. I'm all about the, in a, in a doctor speak, I'm all about the diagnosis and then creating treatment plans. And what happens a lot of times is people will go in and it's, there's no structure. And there's, and they're not using certain tools and they're not using necessarily physical tools. And so, you know, there I'm creating, I'm creating a course called Roadmap to Healing. It was supposed to be a podcast episode like three years ago, but I keep holding on to it for a reason, because I think that that is one of the biggest reasons why people don't get, um, don't get the healing that, and then they wonder. And then anyway, I'm doing an entire, if anybody's interested, I'm doing an entire free class on this called the three reasons why talk therapy is ineffective. And I'd love if anyone's interested to come join it because I'm going to go a little deeper on all the reasons why I think it's ineffective and then tell you what to do instead. <laughs> so uh, that way, because some things can be done on your own and you don't even need to go to the therapist. And there are some times where, you know, I get there's so much resistance for people out there and there's reasons for that. There are reasons why a lot of men don't like to go. And again, the, the things I'm going to suggest are ways to get around that. So I did put up the link. It's at foodhealsnation.com slash therapy for that webinar. What's that? February 24th? February 23rd. It's a Wednesday. It's at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It will be recorded if you can't come live, but coming live would be great so that you can be on the live Q&A at the end for more specific questions. I am all about the tools that I can use at home on a regular basis on myself. I love the rampage of appreciation that you do with friends. Um, can you leave us with one or two more tools that you have used with success to help people help themselves heal. Cause I'm all about getting to the root and healing it. Cause I'm like, if I can figure out what it is, I can fix it. But how do we even figure it out? Maybe that's the question. Those tools I'll talk about on the webinar because there's a lot of them and, and they're, they're going to take longer than a couple minutes. Let me give you a different tool to activate a different part of your brain. So, okay, let's do that. So, cause again, there's a mental component and then there's the energetic emotional component. And so it's about action. And at this point, when I say action, like activity for your body. So literally immersing your cells into an environment that has something that activates that right brain. So your character three is the right brain, like active dancing at the beach, in the water, um, at whatever like lights you up. And so I would say that for people, I mean, Doug and I went on, a, on a, one of our hikes today. We go three times a week and we are working with a pretty famous psychic right now who's going to be on Ellen DeGeneres next week. And we're working with him on funnels and stuff and, and they're his course. And then we just got such clarity walking about the right step for them. And I thought, oh no, they need to do this. And then we were so excited 
and it happens for us because we have a lot of fire when we're moving and we're in nature and we're away from our desk and there's no electrical magnetic frequencies that are, you know, and we're not in our patterns. We're outside and it stimulates that part of the brain to unlock clarity and for me, intuition and downloads. So I would say that every day, find something physical, whether it's take a bath, do exercise, go to the beach, dance. I have implemented because I have been missing it. I've re-implemented into my life morning dance parties. Yes. Every morning we have a morning dance party. The, and most of the time it's salsa, but it's all kinds of fun music because salsa will just make me dance. I can't even sit still anytime it's on. So, so find, and music's a big one. And a lot of us get so serious. We take ourselves so seriously that we don't get playful. So ask yourself what physical playful thing that can incorporate either nature or music can I do every single day? Because if you can't lose yourself in that, right, then we have a bigger problem. So, because yes. again, to stimulate healing, we have to activate different parts of the brain and we have to live in a place where your brain will allow, will allow your cells to feel alive and want to move towards healing. Your body can heal itself if you give it the environment, but stressing out about it is not the environment for that. Right. Well, I totally agree with you regarding the music and dance. And that's something I incorporate regularly because I feel it. I feel the stagnant energy when I'm staying in a stress mode or a worry mode, or I go to bed worried, or I wake up worried or, or whatever it might be. And that music will take you out of it way quicker for me than meditation, which I'm also a fan of, but that takes me longer. The music, it's like almost instant, whether I'm just, I'll be in my house and I'll just play. Everyone knows I play T Swift. Okay. Don't judge me. Um, and I'll do the shake it off. And it's just like, I am dancing like a fool. No one has to see this. Okay. If you have someone at home that wants to dance, you have kids, a partner, make it fun or do it alone. And it's going to shift that energy. And we're talking about vibration earlier. You can't vibrate on the frequency of what you want when you're vibrating low. So you want to vibrate high, right, JJ? So that's a way to instantly shift up just a little, shift up just a little. And each time I'm getting myself closer and closer to where I want to be and how I want to feel, that's an instant way. So if I'm going to do my own writing and stuff like that, I'm going to start it with music and I'm going to end it with music. And that's going to make a huge difference rather than just sitting and writing my goals, the music component, the dance, the movement component. It's like shaking it off, getting the energy out that I don't need and inviting in the grateful, happy, you don't like the word grateful, appreciative. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Like looking towards the future with excitement rather than dread that, that will help me do that. <laughs> I don't know anyone that can't relate to hearing a song and being transported back in time into a place in their life where they heard that song and had joy. It happens to all of us. That's how powerful that frequency is where it can literally lift you out of your story and out of your circumstances and put you in a place where you have different feelings. It's just like smells. So really utilize the music, utilize the physicality of being in a different environment or doing something with your body to start to, again, create neural pathways, reconnect with that part of your brain that will, will encourage your body to heal itself. I love it. Okay. So we've got the webinar. It's February 23rd can join at foodhealsnation.com slash therapy. And JJ, you do have a new program launching. Tell me about that. Well, the road, the roadmap to emotional healing, it's literally creating that structure of here are the exercises, here are the steps. 
And here is the order in which you want to do them um, to get the most bang for your buck in terms of the time that you spend in this healing journey. And again, I, I treat it kind of like I was on Dr. William Davis's show. He wrote Wheat Belly and uh, Undoctored and now Supergut. And I said to him, I handle it like a doctor. Like I look at the, we look at the diagnosis. What's the, what's the core wound? And then from there, what are the treatment plans look like? And it doesn't have to be a one size fits all, of course, but there's a, there's really a, you know, people have a problem sometimes knowing when something has worked, you know, yes, in the moment you can say you go and you express how you feel, but what happens when you keep having the same situation happen over and over again, there's a pattern and it's not until we look at why it's there and we heal what's underneath it, it's going to keep happening. You can express about it and feel like, okay, okay, I feel better now that I cried about this thing that I, that this pattern that I have. Why not get rid of the pattern? It's like, like, you know, weeding, you have to pull it from the root. If you just cut the top off of it, it grows back. So we want to, we want to root, if you will, some of these uh, issues that really our whole lives are built around. And so the program will be one time live in April and which again, accesses you to some Q and A and some other fun things that you'll see. And, and, and I'll talk about that also on the webinar. So for anyone that's interested in that, I won't have any information before that though. So if you, you know, just, you can email me if you're interested or just come to the webinar because it will be something that I offer at the end for anyone who's interested. And if you're not, that's fine, but at least you'll still have an idea of the tools and the path and the reasons why you may want to choose other things whether you want to add it to your therapeutic regimen or you want to replace it or you want to go a different way and just try it for a little while and see the results that it has in your life. Food Heals Nation, today we're talking about the law of attraction, trusting your intuition to make good decisions for yourself. And that can also be called trusting your gut or going with your gut, right? It's like, your gut is always talking to you like when you feel butterflies in your stomach when you're nervous you're getting signals from your gut which is also called your second brain so hidden in the walls of the digestive system this brain in your gut is actually a crazy cool link between digestion mood and health and the way that you think so if my gut is not only connected to my body's immune system and regulating all the cells and doing all the cool things, but also to my brain and the way that I think, don't I want to make it as healthy as possible? Yes. Are you with me? That's why I use Just Thrive Probiotics because I trust them. They're my favorite. I love Tina, the founder. So I wanted to do a quick little interview with Tina so you can learn more about the importance of protecting your gut and why I personally believe that Just Thrive Health probiotics are the best way to help heal your gut, the best supplement on the market that I take on a regular basis. All right, Roxy, roll it. Tina Anderson from Just Thrive has a fascinating origin story, so I wanted to bring her back to talk about that today. So, Tina, you and Billy had former careers in the pharmaceutical industry before you were the health gurus we see before us today. <laughs> but tell me about that moment when you woke up and realized that you weren't part of the solution, you were part of the problem, and what you did to change that. Yeah, it's actually interesting. We were you know, in the pharmaceutical industry, as you mentioned, and my husband, Billy, had was doing a bid for one of the largest hospital systems in the country for a cholesterol drug. And um, they won the bid and the pharmaceutical rep came in and said, you know what my job is now? My job is to go to every hospital 
every doctor in this hospital system and let them tell them to lower the number that they need to prescribe this cholesterol drug. And so it was like eye opening. Like I couldn't believe that, you know, he was like, this is crazy. Like, that's not why we were excited to win the bid. We were excited to win the bid because we were bringing, you know, delivering drugs that we thought could actually make a difference, but we didn't want them to be overprescribed to people. In conjunction with that happening, we both read a lot of Norman Vincent Peale, a lot of Wayne Dyer, and we we knew we weren't doing our life's work. We kind of already knew that, but that was like the moment where we said, this is not what we want to be doing um, right. for our life's work. And so then you went on to create one of my favorite nutritional brands that boosts my immunity every single day, Just Thrive. So tell me about a couple of the products at Just Thrive that we need to put in our shopping cart today. Yeah. So our flagship product is our probiotic that is game changing. It's a spore-based probiotic. These strains have been used in Asia and Europe for years. We brought it to the market and we had research behind it, which is so rare in the you know supplement industry. But we were huge believers in supplements, but we saw that there were a lot of people who were skeptical of them. So we decided to do research. And so we have a double blind human clinical trial on leaky gut. We've done many more, about eight to 10 different double blind human clinical trials on our probiotic. In addition to our probiotic, we have a very researched prebiotic that is basically feeding the probiotic. It's reinforcing all of the great things that the probiotic are doing. So we have a whole suite of gut health products for you know, whatever issues that people may be dealing with. So from big pharma to healthy supplements, Tina and Billy are now changing the world with their game-changing nutritional products. I can't live without them. Food Heals Nation, go to justthrivehealth.com and use the coupon code FOODHEALS15. You can get 15% off of your order and boost your immune system today. Let's get healthy together. Tina, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. JJ, you recently manifested your dream home. And uh, most of you guys know I've been road tripping for the last year. I left my home, which was my dream home. I loved my home in LA last February. And it's been about almost a year. I have been living in Airbnbs. I lived in my friend's beach house. I've been all across all different places. And I'm ready for my next home. JJ, I'm in a beautiful Airbnb in Nashville. It's gorgeous. I love it, but it's temporary. So by March 26th, I have to find a new place to live. What are some tips for me to find and manifest my dream home? What did you do? Okay. Well, I did record an entire episode on this. <laughs> so um, in <laughs> Go case back any- okay. <laughs> well, I will talk about it, but I mean, literally, and, and it's a great, it's a great show because we, Doug and I did it together. Because we talked about the practices that we did and the contrast that happened along the way, like the stuff that happened. I mean, oh my God, I'll I'll just tell you that everything was lined up so perfectly, but you wouldn't know it while you're in it, right? Like the things that didn't work out, the things, the problems that came up, the, you know, Doug being late to get in the car to come up to see this other house that we put an, an offer in on, like literally it was all like, you'd think it was like by happenstance, but it's not. The contrast is is the next step. It gets you over the next level. It, it redirects you. With and, the detour in the right direction. Yes, exactly. And so when you can take it on the chin, so to speak, and uh, and go, okay, what is this about? And just keep going with it. Like I kept following the impulse at every turn for everything that happened. And then when it happened, it was like, oh my God, 
this could not have happened any other way. Every little thing that happened led us to this exact moment. All right. Um, Oh God, it's a great story. Uh, and I hope you guys, maybe you'll link it, but it, literally the name of the episode is how I manifested my dream home. So I was in home in LA with my ex-husband and then Doug had moved in after we had uh, got divorced or broke up or whatever. And, uh, and I love that house. Just like you talked about your house in LA. Like I would never have left that house. It did, I didn't own it. I was renting it, but right. I was there 10 years and I loved it. I was so rooted in that house. And then I totally understand. Yep. So rooted. And then the owners decided to sell it gave me 60 days to find a place and move out after being there for 10 years. Ah, stressful. Okay. So again, this is a big contrast, which you may think, well, that sounds like that sucks. Well, it did. I cried my eyes out thinking, is this my, my marriage? Is it my divorce? And then after I moved like, uh, uh, this was a house. Like I was literally so attached to the house, uh, that that was what I was mourning. I mean, I cried. Oh, I cried so much. It was so traumatizing, but like the story goes back to there. Like that had to happen to get me here. I would never have left that house. I would right. love that house, but that had like, I had to be literally kicked out of my house in order for me to get to a place where now I own my home. I own my dream home. I have everything that I want. I've equity in my house. I have a half an acre backyard. I have a pool and a hot tub and a, I have every, I live where I want to live. I have everything I want. But I couldn't have got here without kicking and screaming. So just keep that in mind that, you know, that the things that seem like they're a problem now are literally leading you to where you want to be. I have so many chills because our stories are so similar because my house was the house I lived in with my ex, but I still wanted to live there. I loved that house. I changed the energy. I did everything. And if it weren't for the pandemic, I never would have left. Yep. Yeah, but the the practice that we did when we got out of that house, because we we had an outdoor, I had to pull that house also, but a much smaller property. And uh, once we left, because we could go for walks outside, he rode his, would ride his bike. Sometimes I'd sit outside. Well, when we moved, I moved a mile down the street because of my cat sitter, was who was my neighbor at the time. And it was a big enough place for us, but we didn't love it. It was a condo. And we didn't love it. And then we ended up hating it. <laughs> but And we didn't have an outside access. We had a pool and a hot tub there, but it was gross and I didn't want to use it. And we'd go walking a lot, but we couldn't sit outside. Like we were really inside a lot. And so we'd get up in the morning and we would make our coffee and we'd do a practice. And the practice was this. And this is based off of a practice that I did on Spirit, Purpose, and Energy, Episode 111, Abundance and Intuition with Mae McCarthy. So okay. the practice is that you we would read something. We'd read some book um, and it was just like an inspiring book. And it was her books at first. And I moved on to other books and you'd read for five minutes, 10 minutes. Okay. Then you would uh, write what you wanted to manifest or what you wanted to come to fruition. And literally most of the time, Doug and I would write about our house. And then okay. you're supposed to either speak it or share it. And then we added meditation to the end of that. So that nice. was it. So we'd get our coffee, we'd read and drink our coffee out loud and then we'd each write in our journals and we'd write for however long we wrote, probably like a page. And then we'd each take turns reading it to each other. And then we'd meditate for five minutes and then we'd go out and exercise for an hour. And that was our routine every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, and we would literally sit there talking about how we could feel ourselves in our back, on our back porch, having our cup of coffee and we could see it and we could feel it. And we would, we'd close our eyes during that meditation and we'd visualize ourselves on that back porch, looking at our yard. Like if you were to see my house, his daughter, when she was here last time, she said, 
your house is deceptively bigger than it. Like you have way more space than it looks like on the front. Cause in the front yard, there's like next to nothing. And it looks like this sort of little house and you come in the backyard and boom, there's a half an acre of like openness and, and like very livable outdoor area. And, uh, and that's exactly what we visualized. And so we would feel it in order to attract it. And then of course, then when we started looking, there's all that. And you'll hear all that on the show if you listen to the episode, but we did that practice. And so again, having some kind of visualization routine, you're right. Like we did all the senses. We wrote it, we spoke it, we thought it, we felt it, we shared, you know, all the things until we felt it, you know, until it came true. And, and it's, but you have to be dedicated like exercise. You have to be committed to doing it and you have to be committed to feeling the good feelings, even though you don't have it yet. And that's, again, going back to law of attraction practices, that's it. That's that's the name of the game. You have to be willing to feel it even when you don't have it. I uh, totally agree. I love this story. I'm going to go listen to the episode. And then I have one last question on this topic. How specific did you get about location? Because you're in Ojai. You were in, you were in uh, what city were you in? El Segundo. El Segundo to Ojai. And I'm in Nashville and I'm still deciding if I want to stay in this city. So when you were manifesting, were you saying I want to be in Ojai or were you saying I want to be in a beautiful place with acres regardless of where it is and I'll figure that out on the way? No, I said I wanted to be in Ojai. This has always been the goal. So for you, I would not focus on the place since you don't know, but when you focus on what it is that you want to have, like the elements, like I knew I wanted space and that was a huge part of I mean, we saw places that had lots of like 10,000 square feet or like, I wouldn't even look at a house that was less than 10,000 square feet in the, in the yard. Yeah. I wouldn't focus on the specificity of where it is just about the actual property that you want. And then your challenge and opportunity is going to be for you to allow in the impulse and then follow it and notice the synchronicities or the, and, and I'd even recommend listening to episode 111 on spirit purpose and energy with Mae McCarthy, abundance intuition, because she would very specifically ask for signs. She would ask the universe for signs. And then even if she didn't trust it, she'd ask for another sign. <laughs> like if she'd get signs <laughs> and she'd verify the signs. This is so me. I'll be like, show me an owl. And then I'll see an owl. I'll be like, oh, not that one. Ugh, give me another <laughs> one. Prove it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, because then what's going to happen is you'll, things will, like you'll get a message, you'll get it, you'll get a sign somewhere and you'll want to follow that impulse. I mean, really, that's the only, we're reading um, the Daily Stoic. I'm sure lots of people probably know it. It's, I've seen lots of people post about it in the last year and Michael Neely was here for New Year's and he, he had the books with him and I was like, okay, cool. Like a page a day, I'll do that. And I, so I downloaded on Kindle for 199. Thank God. Uh, so the first day was great. January 1st was great. January 2nd, 3rd, 4th. And then today I'm like, eh, this is not the energy that I want. This energy feels Like today's reading was about like being really planned and being really strategic about the end in mind and how else will you know? I'm like, you'll know because it comes to you because you attract it. I was like, (laughs) we need to be be doing a lot of attraction stuff. So I'm like, we're not doing this book anymore. We're going to do the daily cards from Abraham because that feels better because that literally is life. Like you have an idea, you'll get an impulse and the deal is you got to trust it and follow it. Even if it leads you somewhere you don't want, it clarifies, oh, not that path right? Like, Oh, not that way. All right, cool. Now I know. So uh, your, your opportunity is going to be really to click into your intuition when you are clear. And it doesn't have to be like, we weren't, I didn't say I wanted a half an acre. I did want a pool and a hot tub, Um, but I was negotiable. I was like, okay, well, if I have the land to do it, I don't have to have it already installed. I can just put it in. Uh, And you know, I didn't, the rest of the house, 
I mean, besides hardwood floors, which, okay, whatever. Like, I mean, I didn't have, it has to be this many rooms. It has to be this many square feet. Like I didn't have all that. I had the feeling of having a backyard and a pool and a hot tub. I had the feeling of the cats being outside and being able to run around. I had the feeling of light in the space and quiet and calmness. I had the feeling of all the things that Ojai is and then what I was going to be able to live while I was here when I'm here. So I think I'm excited for you to like have this, to start a practice like this and then to start getting the impulses. Cause when you listen to my show, this was not the first house we saw. Right. So, um, right. and anyway, you'll hear all about, um, well, I'll just, I'll spoil, I'll make the spoiler alert. Nobody else saw this house. This house was never even on the market. Wow. Okay. This is exciting. I can't wait to listen to hear that story of how you found it. Yep. Yep. Oh gosh. Or how you so, manifested it. Excuse me. Totally <laughs> manifested it. And I have to tell you, like when we got back from, I guess, creating the deal verbally, Doug was like, Doug like cried. He's like, this is amazing. He's like, you are amazing. This shit works. If I didn't think it worked before, I mean, he and I are a product of this working, but he's like, if I didn't believe it before, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, yep, this shit works. So this shit works. So every time that you're telling yourself, oh, it doesn't work. It's like, just get up and try again, girl. Like, just get up and try again. Put some Abraham on. Because I'll, I'll find myself a victim of it. I'm like, oh, I manifested so hard yesterday and today sucks. And I'm like, just put on Abraham. Go do it again. Go do it again. Go get into that feeling. Go remember how it feels. Go remember how joy feels. Yeah. And sometimes it's not a, and sometimes it's not a, like forcing something. Like if you feel like, okay, today I feel like I want to cry and feeling happy doesn't feel like, you know, authentic, then cry, like release the block, (laughs) release the block. Because I'll tell you, um, one little quick, more quick story about, and this will, for anybody that has a business, I'll talk about deep wounds. Like the more, the better you get at this, the faster life changes, but it doesn't mean you're like, doesn't, you don't have things to work on. Okay. Uh, I had an emotional reaction, a negative emotional reaction to something to like certain clients and groups that I was dealing with at the end. And I was attached in a way that felt like not good. And I thought, why am I so attached? And it happened the year before. And I kind of figured out what that was. It was remnants from not forgiving myself for not saving my marriage. And so I dealt with that. I'm like, okay, I know that's kind of gone. So then the next level is like, why am I doing it again? It feels different. It's not quite as desperate. It feels a little bit more angry. So what's my deal now? And I realized I had to take a hard look at, um, like I was trying to, you can't, when you have a blocked emotion, you can't overcompensate for that. Like you have to like let the tire out, like let the gas out, right. In order for there to be space, for whatever information you need. And I sat with this feeling for a long time and I have a coach and I, I, but I didn't want to use this, this with my coach because I thought I've already done this with this coach. And I, you know, I, I figured it out before and I can figure it out again. I, I, if I wait long enough, like the clarity comes to me, well, it wasn't coming. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I said, forget it. I'm going to sign up for a session with my coach. And I did. And the minute I signed up for a session with a coach, somebody, a friend of mine had texted me something and, and noticed I was, off and I and said, did I want to talk? And I said, well, I just want to vent. Are you okay with that? And I was trying to work it out with Doug. And so the minute I started to vent, I started to cry. And I had been trying to cry with Doug, but I was too in my brain. I was too in my head. Yeah. It wasn't in my body. Yeah. But when I talked to a woman about it, and it wasn't that he, you know, you can talk to a man about it, but it was like with him, it just wasn't, I wasn't getting there. And there are times where I can, but for this particular situation, I wasn't. So I talked to this friend and I started to cry and I let it out. And after I let it out, I booked this appointment with my coach. I went and had a massage. And while I was having a massage, the clarity came to me and I got it 
hook, line, and sinker. I was like, oh my God, I know what this is about. But I got that clarity only after I released the emotion that was blocking me from the clarity. So please know that that's why this like idea of emotional constipation is that we have to release the things that are, that are holding your energy for you to have the clarity. So don't deny the emotions if they're negative, clear them, have an outlet for them, figure them out, let them go, process them. And most people suck at processing emotions. I released it and then I got the clarity. So just to keep that in mind, it's not, that's what people think about law of attraction. They judge it. They're like, oh, I'm just supposed to always be happy. And if I'm not always happy, then I'm not doing it right. It's like, no, that's not realistic, but you can, it's an ebb and flow. It's like air in and out. Emotion should come in and out. We should be able to feel it, release it and let it go. Or if we're holding it for a little while, have an explosion, cry, scream, whatever you need to do. If you're not crying or screaming every quarter, you're emotionally constipated. I would say every month, but sure. <laughs> well, there are some earth signs who don't necessarily, you know, they're pretty, they, they, they can hold their containers bigger. <laughs> like they can hold it a little bit longer. I, I just have a lot of trauma. Maybe that's it. I'm like, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> um, to your last point, the last thing I want to say about that is it's like one thing that I do is I keep an evidence journal. And what that's for is to remind myself when this stuff works. When I see the owl, I ask for. When I see a random check or affiliate commission, when I ask for money to come to me from unexpected sources, and then it does, right? Because you forget the things that you have created, that you have manifested, or when the clarity comes because you let yourself cry, right? Whatever it is. And so the evidence journal is a reminder, right? Instead of reminding yourself, well, nothing works. I'm the victim and everything is happening bad. It's the opposite. It's you record everything when it happens. Like when Doug said, I don't know what I thought before, but this stuff works. That's what he would put in the evidence journal. Like we manifested the house. Here's how we did it. So we'll never, ever forget. And then you can use that journal as a reminder, like, oh my God, look at all the times that I manifested greatness. Look at all the times that I experienced joy. Look at all the times where I let myself like feel that feeling. And I felt better afterwards and was able to create something that I didn't know I could create. Or to your other point, when, when there is the, the detour, when there is the something bad happens that points you in a new direction that you couldn't have seen, or you couldn't have got there without that supposedly bad thing happening. You're like, okay, remember all these obstacles are just detours in the right direction. So instead of stressing out about them, I'm going to go, all right, this is more information for me to find out what the next step is. And it's going to be better than I ever could have expected. I love it. That's great. Yeah. So JJ, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone where they can find you online. We know you've got this event coming up. You've got a program coming up. So many ways for them to connect with you. What are the best ways for them to connect? Well, again, I have podcasts also and they're free. Again, Spirit, Purpose, and Energy is my flagship show. I will tell you that several of them have the same content. So Fit to Love, Nutrition Alternative Medicine, Women, Men, and Relationships, and Health and Wealth all have the same content as Spirit, Purpose, and Energy. I do have other shows, but those are the main five that are active every week. So go there for more information to get more stuff. I mentioned episode 111 on Spirit, Purpose, and Energy, Abundance, Intuition. And then I don't know the number of the How I Manifested My home, Dream Home, but it's on all the channels, but go to Spirit, Purpose, and Energy. And then jjflazanes.com is my website, but, you know, and you can find me on social media, on Instagram, jjflazanes. Uh, that's really kind of all that I use. I mean, I kind of, I have a Facebook fan page slash business page. 
where I, I use it sometimes, but I'm mostly on Instagram right now. I will eventually be on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll talk <laughs> oh about that offline. And uh, yeah, jjflazanes.com. All right, JJ, thank you so much for being here. A pleasure as always. Thank you so much. An honor to be back. All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed our interview with JJ. She's a regular around here. Um, You've probably heard her on multiple episodes. She used to come in person in studio when we both lived in LA. She's in Ojai now, as you know from that story. I'm in Nashville now, um, but it's great to reconnect with her over what I use Zencaster, which is like Zoom without video. Um, So always great to catch up with her and see what she's up to. So if you want to learn more about what she's up to, she does have a free workshop that again is Wednesday, February 23rd. That's at five o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock Eastern. And the workshop is about three reasons why traditional talk therapy may be ineffective and what you can do instead. This is for you if you're looking for more steps, more ways to do the deep trauma healing and just to manifest that dream life and get rid of all the blocks that are holding you back. You know, she's really good at that. So you can sign up at www.foodhealsnation.com slash therapy. So check that out. I hope that you go and tell me what you think. Tell me how you feel. We're always about healing trauma over here at Food Heals, giving you the tools that you need to heal yourself, to heal your trauma, to heal your past. You can live that vibrant, happy, healthy life that we all desire. Another thing I'm really passionately about when living that healthy, happy life is living a healthy and wealthy life. They say that health is wealth. I've said that. I believe it. I absolutely agree with that statement. But because of my own experiences that I've gone through and those of you, many others that have shared your experiences with me, I also believe there is no health without wealth, without financial stability. Worrying about finances, not knowing if you have enough to get by to support yourself or your family, losing a job, losing everything as I did with my parents' estate, being completely blindsided. Um, This all leads to anxiety and depression that no amount of kale and green juice can cure, right? (laughs) Anxiety and depression leads us to make poor health choices. Um, Some people overeat. Some people don't eat. When you're in that total anxiety mode or total depression mode, um, you make poorer choices. And then you continue and perpetuate a cycle of worry and depression and making poor food choices and you know we've seen this a lot lately like I saw it the most for myself uh, 2007 2008 financial crash lost my parents estate due to you've heard me tell the story on the on food heels so go back and listen if you haven't or DM me and I'll tell you the story that my the executrix of the state mismanaged millions of dollars of funds leaving me parentless and penniless oh my god is that my next book title whoa parentless and penniless. Holy shit. I just had an aha moment. Oh my God. Okay. If you like that, tell me, or if you think it sounds stupid, tell me penniless and parentless. God, it sounds really depressing. It'll have to have some kind of like hopeful subject line. Oh, this is good. Okay. Wow. I'm just sitting here downloading right here with you, Food Heals. As I talk to you, you're giving me inspiration. Thank you. So it was parentless and penniless, but um, then most recently I saw it again um, with so many of us during the pandemic. I saw, especially at the beginning, so many friends and family members and colleagues losing their sources of income, their jobs, their clients. I was losing sponsorships. I lost my Airbnb income. Like all of these things just came to a halt and you're like, uh, <laughs> I got to pay rent. You know, I have to support my family. I got to buy food. Like, 
all the things. And, you know, you can go through savings pretty quickly, you find out. Um, but at the same time, I also saw an amazing thing happen. All of these creative people in my life starting podcasts, starting a health coaching business, pivoting their entire business to online, to Zoom, to remote, writing books. I worked with 60 authors to write their dream book and self-publish on Amazon, okay? Crazy, crazy, amazing things happen when you're at the precipice of feeling like you're losing everything, whether it's health or wealth or what, whatever it might be. Incredible things can happen. It's like sometimes you hit rock bottom and it opens up a portal of creativity that you didn't even know existed because you were comfortable, right? Anyways, okay. So again, there's no health without wealth. There's no wealth without health. And I have personally helped hundreds of clients in my career create new sources of income. Many have even quit their day jobs if that was their goal. Um, and they chose to do things differently than they ever had before. I have a couple of um, client testimonials I'll take you through, um, but what I'm getting at is that I want to work with you if you want to do this together. So my client Flossie writes, my most, my most proud moment, it blew my mind when I wrote my first book in 10 weeks and it made international bestseller in 20 categories. Up until this day, I am still in awe. With zero technology and hardly any typing skills, the mastermind group led by Allison Melody believed in me, helped me fight imposter syndrome, and achieve my greatest achievement of all. Flossie is such a rock star. She's so amazing. I'm so proud of her. I've seen her do so much in such a short amount of time. When she first started um, on our Zoom, on our group calls, she wouldn't speak on the Zoom calls. And now she's like a regular Facebook liver just going live. Hey, everybody, we're making green juice today. She wrote a book. Like, such a cool rock star. Um, like Amy. Amy says, I lost my job due to COVID. I was devastated and feeling hopeless. Since working with Allie, I have written my first book, Vegan for Beginners, coming out soon, started a health coaching business to help people transition to a plant-based diet, and I am starting a podcast in 2022. During this time, I was also able to lose 18 pounds gained during the first six months of the pandemic. I went from depressed to motivated, and I feel lighter and more excited for what the future holds each day. Amy is so cool. I met her right around the beginning of the pandemic, and she was like, I don't know what to do. I'm losing my mind. And now she's like such a rock star. She's doing it all. <laughs> I'm so proud of her. Also, my client, Chris. I've been working with Chris almost since I started the podcast, like maybe a year in. Um, she was one of the original swag bag winners. And I've been working with her for five or six years now um, doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. And she's in the Food Heals You um, uh, University. And she's in the Mastermind. She says working – this is actually – she wrote this like three years ago. So the one from Amy is recent, but this one that she wrote is a few years ago. She's done so much more since then, but this is just like in the first year. Working with Allison and my other mastermind colleagues, I found the energy, courage, and determination to accomplish the following milestones. I finished my second book and launched a podcast. I created three online courses. I signed my first three coaching clients. I started a mastermind group for people who are looking to change careers. Allison has not only developed a thriving environment for in uh, entrepreneurs to learn and grow, but she has nurtured a community of wellness professionals who respect and care for each other. Thanks. She's done so much more since then. Um, Chris is an absolute rock star. You can listen to her, her 
podcast, um, Got Side Hustle on, you know, Apple iTunes, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can listen to Got Side Hustle as well. My client, Faith, uh, she's so awesome, you guys. Um, Faith says, I had taken classes and consulted with experts before, but no one else out there was teaching what Allison was teaching. I was hooked. I joined Food Heals You, and I still watch the videos over and over again because I still learn something new every single time. Allison has helped me overcome imposter syndrome, develop my show topics, create a launch strategy, and finally start my show. In fact, we are recording my very first podcast episode this week. Since she wrote that, we have um, recorded multiple podcast episodes for her. So what am I talking about here? I'm talking about Food Heals You. Food Heals You, as in Food Heals University, is an online membership community, and it's for ambitious health and wealth seekers. And it's for you if you want to create more health and wealth in your life and you want to be a part of a like-minded community. So you have massive health and wealth goals for yourself, but if you're like most of us, like a lot of health and wealth seekers, you probably have this one problem. You don't know what you need to do to actually reach your health and wealth goals and build a life that you're in love with, that you're obsessed with, that makes you happy to wake up every day. And I've been there. I get it. This is why I created this for me, for you, for all of us to come together, support one another. It started out at my house. A mastermind group met in person and it was so much fun, so rewarding. JJ was there. Chris, who you just heard from, was there. Leslie Durso, Erica Mandy were there. And what it led to was an online mastermind of like-minded individuals for maybe four years. And then this year, I have completely revamped it and made it bigger and better than ever. So it's really evolved over time. It used to be called Rise and Bloom. Then it was called Rise. Now it is called Food Heals You because I want it to be about Food Heals University, everything you need to know to create more health and more wealth in your life. So it's a place that you can log in and you can get access to all the courses I ever create access to courses with experts way smarter than me. Okay. So don't worry. That's all in there too. So you're, you're at this place and you're like, I want to create more health. I want to create more wealth. I need a roadmap and I need support. So maybe you're tired of listening to podcasts and watching videos that are full of fluff, but don't have any substance. And you're looking for practical advice. And it's just hard to find practical advice on building a healthy and wealthy life. And you wish you had a supportive, like-minded community to run ideas past. Like, is this a good idea for me to do? Who else has done this? Like, how does this look? What do you think of this idea? Just like I just asked you guys, what do you think of what, what did I come up with? Parent, parentless and penniless. Oh my gosh. So funny. Um, you know, if I wanted to run that by, I can run it by my group right now. I can post on our Facebook group or I can ask on our next zoom call. What do you guys think of this? Is this a good title or is it too depressing? So if you want a wellness community to give you advice and hold you accountable, I would love to have you in food heals you. Maybe you feel like you're alone. You're the only one out there who is doing this stuff. Spoiler alert. You're not. We're here. You're in the right place. So we support each other's professional and personal goals through monthly meetups, an online community, self-paced courses you can take at any time, and I customize it for you. So on the last group call, what I learned was 
everyone wanted to learn more about marketing. So they all have food nutrition based businesses, wellness businesses, and they're like, we want to learn about marketing. I heard that theme over and over. So guess what? I will be creating a course and next month in our next meetup that you're welcome to join, we will be talking about how to market your wellness business. Um, on another call um, a few months ago, everyone was really having a hard time. So we had to talk about mental health and mental wellness and support each other. Um, I don't want to call anyone out, but just think of some of the hard things you've been through. We had people going through some hard things, sick loved ones, losing a possible relationship, being depressed and not believing in yourself. And so when these themes come up, that's what we're going to work on. So whether it's mental health, emotional health, physical health, your business health, um, whatever it is, that's what we're going to talk about. We'll customize it to what the group is, is really needing. Um, so what are you waiting for? I hope that you want to make 2022 the year you create your ultimate health, your ultimate wealth with a community of wellness badasses who have your backs. Everyone in the group is so cool, so great. We had our first meeting in January. Um, we had some some OGs who have been in the group for a while and some new people. I loved meeting the new people and I'm so excited to see what the OGs and newbies create in 2022. So if this is resonating with you, if you want to be a part of something in in the new year in uh, 2022 and beyond, then yeah, check out Food Heals You. That's all at foodhealsyou.com. Food Heals You, just not Y-O-U, just Food Heals You, like university.com. All right, Food Heals Nation, I will see you next time. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.